Welcome to the Normal Lies Podcast, episode number seven. In this episode, you will meet Michelle Westcott. Michelle thought that unless she was driving and striving to get more degrees, she would end up living under a bridge until she started coaching. Michelle talks about the impact our coaching had on her and provides an honest assessment of what it took to transform her life. We also talk about the difference between coaching, therapy, and consulting so you can choose which is best for your circumstances. I also offer tips on choosing the right coach for you and how to tell whether coaching is right for you right now. If you're looking for a one-size-fits-all, easy approach to changing your life, this is not the podcast for you. However, if you are delighted by tough questions, love hard and sometimes messy conversations, then you are in the right place. I'm Linda Healer, professional certified coach and host of the Normal Lies podcast. During my 10 years of coaching, I have helped dozens of clients change their lives simply by questioning the beliefs they thought were true. Now it's your turn to uncover the normal lies in your life. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Linda. Do you remember when we met the first time? Oh, gosh. The very first time. I don't remember, Linda. I I know it was through Rochester Women's Network, but I don't remember. Was it at the SIG meet? Yes, I believe it was. Yes. Okay. I remember you walking in the room really? for, for a couple of reasons. I just remember <laughs> you walking in and you just have a presence about you. And oh. it, it was just like, who is this woman? I, I think I, I want to say you're tall. I'm five foot two. So, I, <laughs> so everybody I remember that. Yeah. So everybody I'm six feet tall. So. <laughs> Are you six feet? I'm six feet tall, six feet exactly. Yep. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yes. So this beautiful (laughs) statuesque woman walks in and I was just like, you had just this beautiful presence about you that I was immediately drawn to. Yeah. So I just, I do remember. And so, yeah, we got to know each other through that group. Yes, absolutely. Then we just sort of morphed into, I mean, not morphed, morphed is too organic. This was an intentional selection of you as a coach. I remember at that same special interest group, hearing you several times because shared every week, every other week at that group, what we did. So I I heard what you did several times. I heard the value that you could provide several times, but it didn't resonate with me until the day that it did. And I, I remember that day, I, I remember getting in my car after you had shared what coaching is. And I said, as soon as I get to my car, I need to send Linda an email and engage her as my coach. And I remember, I remember you saying probably something you had said a million times, but you know how it is when I've heard this a million times, but the time that you need to hear it is really the only time (laughs) that you really hear it. I remember you, I think it was, you were describing the difference between therapy and coaching. And so you said something like, 
a coach might be a good fit for you if you have everything that you think you want and you're still not satisfied. And I, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, has she poked into my personal pain that I don't share with the world because I am not satisfied. And I emailed you that afternoon. Yes, you did. I want people to know about confidentiality. So you have, yes. So yes, we are recording this and it will (laughs) be played. I have a confidentiality agreement with all of my clients. And that is very, very important to me because it's important that a client feel comfortable to share exactly what's going on with their coach with the idea that it is not going anywhere. So I don't talk to people about who I work with. I don't even talk to people Mm. about who, who come to me as prospective clients. If they want to talk about it, then they can shout it from the rooftops. And I hope that they do. And I do (laughs) ask for testimonials. And I, I just want people to be clear that this is a testimonial for, for our coaching. And I just want people to know that I would never share anything personal in this conversation with anyone. You know, and Linda, that's something that you were always very clear about. I think you say at the beginning of our, our coaching relationship, something like, I'm not telling anyone anything about even who you are, but however, you can tell anyone anything that you want. (laughs) And I always appreciated that in, in that respect, not just with confidentiality, but with, with the whole coaching relationship, it very much felt like I was in control of it. So even in the confidentiality part, you completely left it in my hands as to whether I even told anyone that we were coaching together. So definitely, I'm, I'm glad that you shared that. And that's definitely something that I appreciated as a coaching client when I was. And I appreciate now that we've ended our coaching relationship. I got what I needed. And now we're good friends. And I appreciate knowing nothing I shared with you. It, it, like there's a little vault, a little Michelle vault <laughs> that you keep yes. under your desk. <laughs> all of my stuff and all of the things I struggled with. So I, I appreciate that. Sorry. So would you share, sh- share what you're comfortable sharing as far as yeah. your coaching and what were you looking to come away with from our coaching and were you able to achieve it? Whatever you're willing to share. I enjoy thinking of myself as a unique individual, <laughs> whether that's true or not, I don't know, but I feel like I came to you with some uniqueness to my situation. I wasn't someone that needed help setting goals. In fact, I was the exact opposite. (laughs) I I had more goals than I knew what to do with and had achieved many of them and continuously achieved. And that was the problem. I just wasn't feeling satisfied with my achievements. I think the way I described it in one of our first coaching sessions was, you know, I would get the diploma and be excited, look at it, hang it on the wall. And then 10 minutes later, I'm like, okay, do I need another degree? What do I need? Because I am no longer feeling satisfied by that achievement. And something that you really pushed for, not pushed for, but suggested in the beginning was that I interview other coaches, which I did. And I actually found another coach that had a very driven personality, very similar to mine. And one of the reasons that I chose you was because you have this 
very calm and centered personality that I feel is very different from mine and that I knew I would benefit from. I would benefit from the time that I spent with you, but I would also benefit from incorporating some of those stillness strategies that you have or the stillness of your spirit that is not something I'm great at. I originally sought you out just because I was just generally unsatisfied. I had everything that I wanted. I had a family life and a job that I was proud of. I had accomplishments. I had degrees. I had diplomas on my wall, certifications. And still I was continuing to pursue and accomplishing and not being happy. And so we just started with that. And you encouraged me to slow down and helped me to figure out that I didn't have to, what do you call it? Drive and strive, drive and strive. And that it would be okay if I didn't, because that was my main fear that if I didn't, I would end up under a bridge somewhere. And it helped me understand that that was one of the lies that I'd been telling myself and believing that if I didn't have a, another letter behind my name, another series of letters behind my name, I, I wouldn't be successful in the world. Having that realization was really terrifying for me because I had to step out on faith way before I truly believed that that was true, that it was true that I would not end up under that bridge, right? That I could let go and be okay. And that stepping on faith, I... I don't even remember what you call them, but I know that I've called you several times having been terrified that like you were very wrong and that I was going to not survive this. And you're like, this is great, Michelle. These are the moments coaches look for. And I'm like, Linda, you do not understand. I am dying here. And you're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And you walk me through like a five-step process and it worked. And I got by and for a day or two, and then I called you and, (laughs) but you were always there and always supported me. And yes, I definitely got out of the coaching relationship. I can't say I got out of the coaching relationship, what I expected to. I got so much more than I ever expected. I had an understanding, I thought of coaching, mostly from you and other coaches I'd met, mostly from the Rochester Women's Network. I had an understanding of coaching that was not correct. I didn't know how impactful coaching would be and how life-changing it would be. And I don't use that lightly, saying life-changing. I honestly do think my life is different now. My, My family says that as well. While I was working with you, I got so much feedback from my wife saying, you are, are back. Your joy for life is back. You're the, the Michelle that I know and have enjoyed and spent, you know, I think it was like 20 years at that time with is back. So life-changing is not too big a word to use for what I got from coaching. And, and that was unexpected. Wow. That's awesome. What would you say to someone who is thinking about taking the leap into coaching, into into working with a coach? Let's put it that way. Into working with a coach. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, I would say have an idea of what you want out of the relationship, but also an openness to receiving something different 
whether it's bigger than what you expected or just different. Sometimes we think we have problem X, but the conversations that I had with you really revealed to me, oh no, you know, that, that problem Q that's over there under that bushel basket that you never look at, that's what we really need to talk about, or that's the root of things, or that's what we need to pursue. I, I think that you have to be open to doing really hard things. Linda, this is not easy work. And I know that you never said that it was, but I kind of, I kind of never believe people when they say things are hard. <laughs> well, you know, it's hard for some people, but it's pretty easy for me. Because again, I believe I'm unique. And perhaps that's one of the lies we should discuss on your podcast. Oh my gosh. Um, you but make me laugh. You do make me laugh. <laughs> but yeah, it's hard work. Be open to the hard work. Lean into it, not away from it. And you are one of the only people in my life that I did not feel uncomfortable crying in front of. And I, I will, for your audience's pleasure, there were tears in coaching sessions. There were, there's a vulnerability to coaching that, again, I didn't expect. I honestly felt more vulnerable and willing to be vulnerable with you than I have with therapists I've seen in the past. And there's an oddity to that for me because I, I knew you in advance. I didn't know therapists in advance, but there's danger in being vulnerable with someone you know, because I could have told you something and altered your perception of me forever. And you're somebody that I didn't want your perception of me altered, but yet still, I was more open and honest in our coaching sessions than I'd been previously with mental health therapists that I'd seen. And there's something really to that. I don't know what, but there's <laughs> something to that that yeah. It's important in the relationship. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate this feedback because I feel that that's my goal as a coach is to have my clients feel that they can come to me. They can trust me with anything and they know that it's a space where they're not going to be judged. Right. So that to me, that really touches my heart. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that with me because Absolutely. that's the only way that coaching will work because it, this is not easy work to do. And in order to have it be effective, you have to be honest. Right. And so you have to have that trust because it's not easy work, but now that there's coaching, you don't have to do the work alone. Mm -hmm. you, you've got a partner yes. in this and you've got a partner that will be with you every step of the way and guide you and help you guide yourself through it. I didn't guide you. <laughs> I showed up and helped you create the path for yourself. Yes, Does absolutely. It, That's that the perfect sense? way of putting that. It, it completely makes sense, Linda. And that's exactly what you did. And even when, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember being like, Linda, just tell me what to do. Give me a five-step solution. Yes. <laughs> what are the next three steps I need to take? And, and you would always so infuriatingly say, Michelle, what are the next three steps you think you should take? <laughs> what do, let's think about it. Let's do it. I'm like, oh, Linda, just like, can I get a worksheet here? <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, oh. so definitely. Yeah. Helping me along that path or guiding in the past. But 
So you're, the client is definitely, at least my experience, the client's definitely the leader in, in the relationship. And you just set this space for that to not feel like a terrifying thing that I'm in control of my destiny when I don't feel like the expert in my own destiny. But you, you made it very clear. I am the expert in my lived experiences and therefore am the expert in that destiny. Yeah. So first of all, thank you for those beautiful words. I just thank you. I, I, I'm not going to say <laughs> you're, anything you're more than I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I ask my clients to do and accept the acknowledgement and just take it in. So I'm going to take right. it in. All right. So, Good job, so Linda. thank you. I appreciate that. I am grateful for the work that Michelle did so that she can be excited about each day rather than stressed out and waiting for the other shoe to drop. When someone comes to me thinking they might want to work with a coach, the first thing we talk about is whether they are in need of a coach or a therapist. There is a distinct difference and I want to be sure that any potential client gets the service that will benefit them the most. As part of my training as a coach, we had it drilled into our heads what constitutes a therapeutic issue versus a coaching issue. I am a big proponent of therapy. Therapy is very helpful if you've received a diagnosis like depression or if you have some wounds or trauma from the past that you just can't seem to get over. I ask prospective clients if they have been to therapy and recommend they have a therapist that they can trust. While coaching is not therapy, it can be therapeutic. And while coaching is future-based, if I notice that the past keeps coming up in our conversations, I will direct them back to their therapist to work on it. Past issues may be triggered and you may need to talk to your therapist for what I call a tune-up. Coaching and therapy work well together, so it's not unusual for a client to be working with a therapist at the same time they are coaching with me. If you've won it therapy and want to start making plans for the future, coaching can help. Coaching picks up where therapy leaves off. Again, it does not take the place of therapy because they are two different modalities. Coaching supports you to get moving once you are ready. Another point is it's important to be clear on whether you want your coach to have training. Because coaching is currently unregulated, anyone can print out a card and say they're a coach. And there are people who do just that. People who have worked with a coach and gotten great value sometimes decide they can do for others what their coach did for them. The potential problem with this is that ideally coaching should be tailored to the individual client's personality and needs. There is no one size fits all. So what worked for them may not work for other people. I personally know someone who did this very thing. We'll call her Anna. That is not her real name. Anna had gotten great value from a coach. And yes, I am using air quotes here because this coach pushed and almost bullied Anna into reaching her goals. But Anna was happy that she did reach her goals and thought that she now knew what it took for everyone to be successful. 
So she decided to call herself a coach and started taking on clients. Unfortunately, Anna was surprised when people did not appreciate being coached the way that she was coached. That is not to say there aren't good coaches out there who have not received training, but what Anna and her coach were doing was not coaching. This brings me to the next distinction. Coaching is not consulting. You heard Michelle say that she asked me several times, Linda, just give me the answer. Give me a worksheet to fill out and follow. Well, that's not how coaching works. Although I have exercises and tools to help you along the path, it is you who leads the way. It's important to know what level of training you require from your coach. From no training at all to holding a credential through the International Coach Federation, either ACC, Associate Certified Coach, PCC, Professional Certified Coach, or MCC, Master Certified Coach. Or maybe you want something in between. Personally, I recommend that people look for coaches who are credentialed through the ICF. The International Coach Federation is the gold standard of coaching. They accredit coach training programs and offer credentialing to ensure that their coaches achieve a high level of competency and follow a strict code of ethics. You can go to the ICF website, coachfederation.org, and find a credentialed ICF coach. There are all sorts of other resources there as well. As a professional certified coach through the ICF, I have to follow a strict code of ethics that includes confidentiality. So if I violate this or any other code of ethics, my clients can lodge a formal complaint with the ICF and I could be disciplined, lose my credentialing, or even be banned from ICF membership. I had to follow HIPAA laws when I worked in the dental office for over 20 years, so I was used to not talking about patients or even who was being treated in our office. That level of confidentiality carried over into my coaching practice. What also carried over is urging clients to get a second opinion or even a third when a potential client comes to me, I recommend that they interview at least one or two other coaches. It is important that the client find a coach they trust, otherwise it is a waste of our time and their money. Coaching is an investment and you need to choose the coach that best fits you. As I said earlier, doing the work of transformation is hard, but it is so worth it. Yes, it is scary confronting those thoughts and beliefs that you think are true, but I assure you that there is something amazing on the other side. You heard Michelle say the same thing. That's why it does not work unless you are ready. I'm going to show up 100%, but the hard work of transformation is yours to do. It's not always the right time to work with a coach. It takes a leap of faith and you need to trust your gut because you need to be in both feet. 
If you're not quite sure whether the time is right, or if you're just letting fear stop you, I'm happy to have a conversation to help you discern whether you're ready or not. I invite you to set up a free 30-minute consultation for this. Or if you have any further questions about coaching or to see if it makes sense for us to work together, contact me at 585-210-8726 or lynda at normal-lies.com. I am so grateful to Michelle for letting us peek into her coaching experience. In a future episode, Michelle and I share how we intentionally navigated our changing relationship and the impact that that had on both of us. Thank you for the comments and encouragement that I have received since this podcast began. As I said, I'll be reading one review each month, so this comes from the reviews on Apple Podcast from Mahjong Dive. The music captured me and then Linda's voice reeled me in. By the time she said I'd be challenged and face tough questions, I was already hooked. I love flipping the script on normal. If we all have to do something to be normal, no one is normal. Love this. Thank you so much for these wonderful words. If you haven't already, please rate and leave a review. I might read your review on air next time. Plus, your review helps people find my podcast. And my goal is to reach more people so they too can be excited to wake up in the morning and face the day ahead. Until next time, make it a great day.